a friend that was close to Kevin Spacey in the beginning of his career, had this to say about him. Quote, He had a laser beam focus from the very start. End of quote. And he did. Kevin Spacey is considered one of the greatest actors of cinema and stage. Episode 84 of The Actors Room. We're going to dive into this man. The allegations, the films, his theater work, and the man. I hope you enjoy this show. Episode 84 of The Actors Room. Hi there. My name is Jeff Tarowski, and this week we are going to highlight Kevin Spacey. It's going to be a tough one. I think you know why. A lot going on in the past year or two. The allegations. The bullshit. All surrounding this man. So. The reason why I decided to do Kevin this week is because of the videos and clips that he has been putting out every Christmas Eve for the past two years. I saw it when it came out. He put it on Twitter. And if you haven't seen these clips, I'm giving you a homework assignment. Watch them. Comment on this show. Just how weird they are. Maybe they're not weird to you. But maybe they have something to say. What is Kevin Spacey saying? He's playing his Frank Underwood character from the House of Cards. They're small clips. I think the first one he put out two years ago. Or I would say about a year and a couple of weeks ago. I think was around a couple of minutes. This one, the recent one he put out, is about a minute. They're very short, but they got a lot to say. They're very disturbing and creepy. Please give me your comments about this. Because Mr. Spacey, I don't know what he's doing. It makes me wonder, what's going on in the mind of this man, who is a brilliant, brilliant man, brilliant artist. He's very smart. Very talented. And one of those actors that I have looked up to my entire career as an actor. Starting way back in the day when I was 16. I've always looked up to this man. This artist. He's amazing, isn't he? As an actor, you can't help yourself just go, wow, what a talent. But this man has a deep, dark past. A disturbing past, but a past we must talk about. In the actor's room, and though it may not excuse the things that Kevin Spacey has done, or has been rumored to have done, we must look into his childhood. And that's what we do in the actor's room. I think you know that. Those of you who listen to my show know that I place a great importance on what shapes these people, these brilliant people, these actors, performers that give us something to root for. We root for them. We care for them. We watch them and they take us somewhere. We sit up in our seats and we take notice because they're so talented. On the screen, they give us something to admire. And that's what Kevin Spacey has given most of us who appreciate great art and how that has been tarnished. And we must find out why. This is important. It might be a bit 
Hard to hear. But it's facts. So like I said, where are we going to start? Yeah, Jeff, where are we going to start? We're going to start at the beginning, like we always do, folks. Welcome back to the Actors Room. Once again, my name is Jeff Tarowski. Always support the show. Go on to Facebook. Go on to the website, theactorsroom.lipson.com. I'm on there. Support the show by donating a dollar. I have a donate button on my show. I also have an Instagram account. I'm saying all this stuff now just in case I forget it later on. So, getting that stuff out of the way. Hi, we're back. Kevin Spacey, and we got to talk about how he grew up. He was born in South Orange, New Jersey. He has an older brother named Randy and also an older sister. So Kevin is the youngest child of three kids. It's a cloudy and stormy, sad childhood. Brace yourself. Now it's hard to believe all the things that his brother has said in the past, his brother Randy. He has revealed things that are quite disturbing about him himself, Kevin, and the sister. Now, mind you, Randy is the oldest, I believe. And, wow. (laughs) I think what Randy has said is true. Something sinister was going on in the Fowler household. And, by the way, Kevin Spacey's real name is Kevin Spacey Fowler. Fowler is his last name. Kevin Fowler was a damaged child. Damaged. His father was described as a Nazi supporter. His father looked like Hitler. I'm not kidding. You can go online, go on the internet, and look up Kevin Spacey's dad. He looked like Hitler. I'm not fucking kidding. That is Kevin's father. The kids would call the dad... I believe the monster or creature. It doesn't matter which one. They probably called them both. But what does that tell you? It tells you that their father was a fucking asshole. His brother Randy has said that the father sexually abused the kids. Sexually abused. And Randy would say that he would block himself from the father in order to protect Kevin. Did that make sense? I'm going to say that the right way. Randy, the older brother of Kevin Spacey, would actually protect Kevin, stand in the way as the dad was going to hurt Kevin so that Kevin would be protected. And Randy feels really bad that he was not able to stay at the house all the time and knows that He couldn't protect him 100%, which means young Kevin was hurt. He was hurt in a very bad way. He was abused. And like I said, it doesn't excuse his actions that have come out recently about this man. But you have to take pause for just a moment. And realize what happened to this kid. This young boy. He was hurt in his home. A place where a kid should feel safe. Secure. Happy. I mean, that's what home should be. But not for every child out there. I was lucky. I had parents that loved my brother and I very much. We were treated with respect. In discipline when needed. And I was lucky. And I feel so fortunate. That I had parents that were great. And they were. And I hope you were too. But young Kevin Spacey. He didn't have that that luck maybe. It was very unfortunate that he struggled. He was full of fear. Terror. And because of this. He sort of acquired a certain trait, a drive, 
maybe to get the fuck out of there. But young Kevin was also very bright, and he would create characters within himself to keep himself happy, to take himself away. He had a very special talent, even at a young age, of believing he was other people, to create happiness within himself, because he had deep hurt and pain, and he wanted to forget about all that garbage. And there was one thing he could do very well, and that was act. And we'll get to that in a little bit, but I want to continue on with his young childhood. Randy, who was Kevin's brother, says that he knows for a fact that their father was abused. So here we go. There's a history in the family of abuse. The father was even abused by his father. And probably his father before that. This history of abuse within the family. And quite simply, usually abusers have been abused. There's a family history in the Fowler uh, tree, so to speak. And it runs deep. I hope it ends soon. (laughs) His brother Randy seems like a nice guy. Uh, He thinks he's Rod Stewart. I'm not making this shit up, folks. If you haven't seen Randy Fowler, he gives interviews on YouTube. He looks like Rod Stewart. Now, he'll deny it and say that he's not Rod Stewart. He doesn't think like he is Rod Stewart. Look at the guy. He looks like Rod Stewart. He's a limo driver, an exotic limo driver. It works for him. Great. I kind of like the guy. He speaks the truth, and he has no problem at all revealing certain things that happened way back in the day in the 60s and 70s, in the Fowler household, and about his brother Kevin. He doesn't in any way feel bad about revealing certain things about Kevin back then and even today. They don't talk, folks. Kevin Spacey has nothing to do with his family. Nothing. Now, both of his parents are dead now. Uh, His dad passed away years ago. Uh, The mom died of cancer, I think, about 10 years ago. And that was the last time Randy spoke to his brother, was at his mother's funeral. Kevin has nothing to do with Randy, has nothing to do with his sister. He has blocked out shit back in the day that I'm telling you, I don't think anybody knows about except Kevin. Kevin has deep, dark secrets. Now, this is coming from me. This is what I believe. I believe Kevin Spacey has deep, dark secrets that nobody, nobody has been told about from Kevin. He tucks them deep down. And for good reason. Good reason. He wanted to put all that shit behind him. All of it. I hate hearing about that stuff. I just do. It makes me so angry. (laughs) When I think about a child being hurt, there's nothing worse than that to me. To me, a child is so innocent. So innocent. But it seems that I bring this up a lot in my show that the real brilliant actors and performers, well, mostly actors, because they have to reveal like this certain thing about them and it comes out in their work because they have deep, dark issues. It helps to be fucked up. And Kevin Spacey is fucked up. And I loved Kevin Spacey. Loved. Not anymore. Quite simply because he's a piece of shit. I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but from my research, the things I've heard, one of my idols is a piece of shit. It really does hurt me to say it. Am I I right? I saw an interview with John Bernthal, and I've known John for a while. We were in contact years ago. With scripts and things like that. He's big now. God bless him. God, I'd love to get him on my show. 
but he's a pretty fucking busy guy. Anyway, he was giving an interview about Kevin a few years ago, right after all this shit came out. I think it was on Opie and Anthony. I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But he worked with Kevin Spacey. And they talked about, hey, John, tell us a little bit about Kevin with all the shit that's come out. And John was very truthful. He was honest about how he felt about Kevin Spacey. He called him a bully. A bully. He called him a big bully. And mind you, John had never worked with him before. Never met him. Okay. John explained that when he was in Europe, he saw Spacey on stage doing the Iceman Cometh. Very popular show. And Kevin Spacey was brilliant in that show. John Bernthal was in the front row one night watching Kevin, his idol, just like me. Watch his idol just act his ass off for three and a half hours. And that is a marathon production. Marathon. And Kevin Spacey nailed every scene in that show. John Bernthal got up at the end, right? It, the show's over. Bernthal stands up and he just starts clapping and realized he was the only one clapping. I guess you're not supposed to stand up and clap. It was done in London at the old Vic Theater. John felt like an idiot, but he was excited. He was proud of just being an actor and being a part of just watching somebody brilliant like Kevin Spacey give a performance for the ages. He felt special, John did, for just being there, being a part of it, and cheering on his guy, his dude, his idol. And to hear John talk about Kevin in this interview and say, I was so turned off by him. And the interviewers asked him, like, right away? Like, when did he start acting like an asshole? And John said, immediately. It was like, and he continued being an asshole through the whole shoot. I think the movie was called Baby Driver. I've never seen it. And John was visibly upset talking about that. Because that's his idol. And you see somebody you look up to a lot. And they're acting like an asshole. John said that Kevin was verbally abusive. And he didn't appreciate the way Kevin was treating others, especially younger men on set. And John said if it was a woman or a girl, he would have done something. He would have stepped in. But he felt it just wasn't the right time. But he was turned off by Kevin Spacey big time. Or he would never have said that. And by the way, John Bernthal is one hell of a guy. You're not going to find too many people like that in the business. They do exist. And John says that a lot of these stars are approachable. Good people. Kevin Spacey, you broke a lot of our hearts, man. Where did this come from? Why is he the way he is? And that's what this show is all about. Finding out what shapes these people. Why do they act the way they do now? What happened in the past? What's their makeup? And that's what we're doing in the actor's room. I hope you enjoyed that aspect of the show. Those of you who listen to my show kind of know who I am, how I go about doing this. And I hope that you enjoy that aspect of the show. Finding out what makes these people tick. I mean, Kevin Spacey is in a lot of trouble right now, especially professionally. And you know he wants to get back at it. That was his life. His life was being an actor. Yes, he was an asshole. Yes, he was a bully. And other allegations about this man are out there. Go look him up. We're going to go over all that stuff in the next episode. Folks, this is going to be a two-parter. It might be a three-parter. But we're going to get there. Let's continue on discussing the childhood of this man. Where the hell was I? <laughs> wow. Okay, went over the abuse. Not good. Okay. His father 
wanted to be a writer. You know, Hitler wanted to be a writer. He had dreams of writing books, writing articles for newspapers, things like that. That was his goal. Didn't happen. He ended up being a writer for instruction manuals. So not as sexy (laughs) as being, you know, writing for magazines, writing novels. He's writing instruction manuals. Hey, he's working, right? He's a fucking asshole, but he's working. So at the age of four, the Fowler family moved from New Jersey to a suburb of Los Angeles. Kevin was four at this time. And for me, that's all I want to discuss about his early childhood. I really don't want to talk about it anymore. And quite honestly, it just scares me. The things that I did research on, uh, go out, look it up yourself. But I'm done talking about all the abuse and shit like that. But it needed to be brought up because that's a part of his life and a big part of why he acts the way he does. Inexcusable. But a reason why he acts the way he does. Okay. It is my opinion that young Kevin Fowler blocked out all that shit because Randy, his brother, has said that Kevin took on a different persona at this time in his life when he was a kid. He noticed it, Randy. He just started acting differently. So here we go. This is vital. Was young Kevin Spacey, a.k.a. Fowler, at this time, molding a certain sort of craft? Was he starting to take on a different persona? A different reality. A different person. Was he changing himself to protect himself? He's got all this hurt inside. Pain. This soft spot inside. He has to create this protective shell. He just does. In order to block out all the bad stuff. And Randy saw it back then. He became a pain in the ass to all the people around him. All the people in his family and some people at school as well. He also became a tyrant in school. He was hard to get along with. He bullied people around. Guess it started back then. Here's something. Young Kevin Fowler burned down his sister's clubhouse in the backyard. No joke. Wow. He lit his sister's clubhouse on fire. Do you think young Kevin Fowler has some issues? I think he's got some issues, folks. For this, he was sent to military school in the 11th grade. Wait, no, 10th grade. Sorry. (laughs) He was sent away to military school in 10th grade. He got kicked out of there, too. I think he was kicked out... (laughs) For throwing something, he was he threw something at someone. Not good. I'm assuming the thing was very uh, dangerous. This thing that he threw, I'm sure it was heavy. Ouch. So here you got young Kevin being bad, being put into military school. And then, in military school, got kicked out for being bad. He was bad. I think he was bad. The trend started here. He was fighting with everyone. But there was one hobby. Something that he was good at. Can you guess what it is? I think you can. Acting. The young man was a master manipulator. There was no doubt about it. And he was good on the stage. He was so damn good the one year, in 11th grade, he starred in a play that was one of the best in the Los Angeles area in high school. It was so good that it was picked to be in a showcase during one of the weekend productions. And there were a bunch of schools that were to perform 
this weekend. Kevin was proud to participate in this. I mean, he was doing well on stage, acting. He was molding this thing that was important. It was not only protecting him from all the bad stuff, but he was getting praise from other people and how good he was. And he was tricking people in a way. That's what acting is, right? Being truthful under given imaginary circumstances. Well, Kevin, to me, and this is just my opinion, was already at the age of 16 acting for, not for a living, but actually in real life, his reality. He was putting on an act, mostly, to protect himself. And in the process, was able to show this skill and pertain it to acting. So here he was, this showcase weekend. And during that weekend, he saw an actor on stage while he was sitting down that night. And it just blew him away. He said, I had to sit up and take notice of this actor. And the actor was Val Kilmer. That's right. The Val Kilmer. Kevin said, I want to work with that guy. That'd be nice. And wouldn't you know it, the director of that high school approached young Kevin that weekend, said, hi there. I'm the director of, I think the high school was called Chatsworth. Yep, Chatsworth. This director said, Kevin, I like your work. I think you're a very talented young man. And I can see you flourishing in my school. I want you to transfer over to my school. Kevin looked around him and said, are you talking to me? (laughs) And the director said, of course I'm talking to you. I want you to transfer over to my high school. I want to direct you. Our school is great at taking young talent and molding them. Please consider it. Kevin said, oh, I will. And he did. Oh, he did. He transferred over in the 11th grade to Chatsworth, a great school for performing arts. Kevin Spacey, sorry, Kevin Fowler was recruited. He was recruited by a director in some other high school in the middle of his high school career. I find that to be interesting. It's like, I don't know, like a football player. Am I right? Say you're a really talented football player doing really well at this one school, but it's a small school. And you play an opposing team in the 10th grade. And their coach sees how good you are. The rest of your team, eh, or your school, small school. And you realize this special talent can really flourish more and help you out too in all the productions you're doing. Okay? Or, I'm sorry, games. I'm making an analogy here. And you're seeing that this kid's very talented. And boy, would he do really well working with me. So that's what happened to young Kevin Spacey, young in his life. Mind you, all the bad stuff seemed to be going away. Kevin had one thing on his mind, and that was to be the best actor he could be. Not only because he was good at it, and he was, but it would help him forget about all the bad stuff. And I keep bringing this up, I'm sorry. (laughs) But this is a big part of Kevin. This is a tough episode. This is tough. How many people are really talking about Kevin Spacey? Folks, not many. I have gone online and looked up shows, anything. People talking about Kevin and what's going on right now. People are treating him like the plague. And there's a good reason why. And I wanted to find out certain things. There's not much out there. Uh, There might be other shows I'm missing. And there have been shows I've listened to a long time ago that bring up Kevin or have brought up Kevin a long time ago. And I'm talking about 10, 15 years ago. They would bring up Kevin Spacey, how shady he is. And I'm thinking, why? Why why are they bringing up Kevin Spacey? He comes off a bit cocky. But he's a fantastic actor. What What do they mean? Oh, he goes here. He goes there. Well, where does he go? 
always good friends with Jeffrey Epstein. And I went, he's good friends with Bill Clinton. I go, go. (laughs) Those of you who are uh, big fans of the Clintons, I'm not. And not in a political way. I'm not talking politics, folks. Although Kevin Spacey's really big into politics, big Democrat. I'm talking about, as a person, Bill Clinton. Okay? That's all. I don't like what he stands for. I just... You know how you get a bad vibe from people? Although I think Bill Clinton... I would actually like to hang out with him. I think that he would be fun to hang out with. Hillary, not so much. Bill, absolutely. I would actually... It'd be great to have a dinner with Bill Clinton. I think it would be fun. He can leave his wife at home. But... (laughs) Did I say that? (laughs) But... (laughs) Anyway. Might cut that out, might not. Hey, you know what? That's my show. That's my show. That's me. I'm sorry if I offended anybody. Okay. Oh, ah, oh, damn it. I think I was just like uh, scolded by the gods of podcast world. Because here I am in the middle of my podcast. Here we are. We are about halfway done with this episode. The first part of Kevin Spacey and the podcast gods. <laughs> Like, cut my recording. It just stopped while I was complaining about Hillary and Bill a little bit. Am I being watched? They're good. The Clintons are good. Are they that good, though? No, they're not that good. I wouldn't be surprised. But anyways, I'm going to stop talking about that and continue talking about Kevin Spacey. But just before I, I end this little part of it, it all comes together, folks. Kevin Spacey is very political. Good friends with Bill Clinton. Friends with uh, Epstein. And we all know what happened there. (laughs) Shady things. But that's Kevin Spacey's show, folks. I am doing an episode or two or three on this man. Brilliant man. Brilliant artist. But there's a lot of stuff going on with him that must be talked about, must be explained, discussed, dissected. And I'm going to look down on my notes because I got to get back on track. This episode might get ridiculous, if not already being ridiculous. Hang on tight. Hang with me. And you know what else is kind of funny? I recorded an episode of Kevin Spacey two days ago. It is Sunday. And I did record one on Friday. I think I'm going to scratch that one. It wasn't that good. I listened to it after, just for uh, editing purposes. I have to listen to my show after I record it to make sure it actually got recorded. And it sounds okay. And I'm listening to it, and I, I really didn't like it. I just didn't. It sounded just... I don't know if I was just in a weird mood on Friday. I mean, I, I thought I was okay. I was off. It was like my head was somewhere else. Um, The sound wasn't right. It just wasn't that good. So that's why today I'm sitting down again here on a Sunday night. Okay, we got a lot of football going on downstairs, the championship game. So when I'm done, I'm going to go downstairs. I'm going to watch some football. Going to definitely do that. But before I do that, we're going to continue on looking at my notes, talking about this guy. The trend about the whole fact that, you know, things weren't going well for this young man. And then acting came along. And it seemed to really save him in a way. I looked up his yearbook on classmates.com. I know, what a shocker, right? My site. His yearbook was on there at Chatsworth, senior year. And you see a picture of a young Kevin Fowler on the stage in high school. And I got to tell you, folks, even back then, young Kevin Fowler looked very, very confident. Just in the pictures I saw him on stage, 
You can tell he had confidence. There were things going in the right direction for this young man. They were. He was flourishing in this Chatsworth High School. The director that recruited him recruited him for a reason. And that was his talent. Kevin Spacey has immense talent. And he is extremely smart. This is how smart he is. His graduating class in the 12th grade had about 250 students. Mr. Kevin Fowler was ranked number two in his class. One other student, just one, had better grades than Kevin Spacey. Bright young man. And his friend Val Kilmer was on his way to Juilliard, another bright young man, to learn about acting. And he wanted Kevin Fowler to come with him. Kevin said, that's okay, Val. That's okay. You go. You go to Juilliard. I'm staying right here in Los Angeles. Juilliard is in New York City. And Kevin felt he needed to do something first. If he were to even consider Juilliard. He wanted to be a stand-up comedian. You say, what? Kevin Spacey's an actor. I've never heard about him being a stand-up comedian. But he was. Kevin Fowler. Right out of high school. Trained. Performed. Studied. How to be a stand-up comedian for two years. Two years. He spent being other people. And you say, Jeff, wait a minute. You just said, just now, that he was a stand-up comedian, not an actor. He's not being other people. I say nay. I say, hold on just a minute. In those two years, this is what Kevin Spacey did. His act consisted mostly on impersonations, mimicking other people. He studied being other people for two years out of high school. What will that do to you? Will that sharpen some skills? Being other people? I'm kind of seeing something in Kevin Spacey at this time in his life. He was sharpening his skills and becoming or acting like other people. Putting on a mask. Hiding behind something. Who is Kevin Fowler? Who's Kevin Spacey? Where is he? Who is he? It's my belief. He's been hiding for a while now. And I really don't think he knows who he is anymore. That's just my opinion. And I want to bring up this. Doing my research on this man. I watched a lot of interviews. Lots. And it was quite incredible to me how well-spoken, articulate, and how great he is with dialogue. Kevin is very prepared when he gives interviews. Is it just because he's just really smart? Yeah, I think that plays into it. But it seems to me that him being so prepared, he knows what to say, when to say it, and how to say it. He just does. It almost looks like he works on it. Like his brain is a filing cabinet. Do 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 do. I mean, it goes deep. And he's got backups for backups for backups. You see it. This image that he's perfected and how he uses all of his talent, all of his smarts to just be prepared the way he is. And it's kind of scary too because he is very smart and he is very talented. 
I just wanted to point that out before we start talking about his experience at Juilliard. Because after those two years being a stand-up comedian, and after two years, he's like, I'm done. Maybe he just didn't like it. On to Juilliard he went. And he studied at Juilliard for two years. So two years as a comedian and two years at Juilliard. And Kevin says it was a wonderful experience. At Juilliard, they not only taught him how to act, but they would allow their students to write and direct. So he was writing and directing at a very young age at Juilliard. This was a great school. And by the way, I want to go ahead and mention just how amazing and great Juilliard is. I consider it like the Harvard of acting schools. And Harvard's a pretty good school. I would compare those two. As far as performing arts schools go, you don't get much better than Juilliard. Because they are very picky about how they go about accepting applicants. There is no way in hell they're going to just audition anybody. Not only do you have to show extreme promise as a performer, but you have to be very smart. I mean, they won't even look at you. If you don't have the certain grade point average, SAT score, and grade point average. Did I say that twice? I might have said that twice. Sorry. Point is, not much gets by these bright people. These people that go to Juilliard. They're kind of special. And there's another trait that these people have that is common to me. I think some of these people, or most of them anyway, display cockiness. And they should. I mean, not only are they extremely smart, but they're extremely talented too. I mean, Val Kilmer went there. Robin Williams went there. Christopher Reeves. I mean, there's a lot. I could go on and on. There are uh, some very smart, talented people that went to Juilliard and are now big stars or were big stars. It's a big deal. And Kevin Spacey went there. It's notable. And should be pointed out. And I did. <laughs> Jeff, did where did uh, Kevin Spacey go to school? Oh, he went to Chatsworth. And I think that's it. Oh, oh there's somewhere else he went. Juilliard? <laughs> God, I wish I was smart enough to go to Juilliard. I don't think I'm talented enough either. I'd love to put that on my resume. So where'd you go to school? I went to Juilliard. <laughs> no big deal. But Kevin Fowler decided he didn't want to continue on at Juilliard. Two years was enough. He could have spent more time at Juilliard, honing his craft, sharpening his skill. But he was itchy. He wanted to get the hell out of school. So he did. He thanked Juilliard and said goodbye. On to being an actor in New York City. He did off-Broadway plays, had odd jobs, working in restaurants, all that stuff, like all young actors do. But there was one thing that young Mr. Fowler was great at. And at this point, he officially changes his name to Spacey. He drops Fowler. He don't need that last name anymore. Plus, it was just remind him of his childhood. He wanted to just sever that. Goodbye, Fowler. And his middle name was Spacey. His middle name was Spacey. It was a family name. His grandmother's maiden name with Spacey. It sounds like a last name. It is a last name. It was his middle name. Kevin Spacey it was from here on out. There was one thing that young Kevin Spacey knew. And that was this. He was going to be an actor. And not just an actor. A working, successful actor. He had tunnel vision. Right? Laser beam focus. That quote I said in the very beginning of my podcast show of Kevin Spacey. 
Laser beam focus. He went on foot. He shook hands with people. He networked, rubbed elbows, did it the old-fashioned way. Not like today with all these computers and social websites that help young actors reach out, meet people. That's how I did it. How I met certain people in the business, I used social media. It wasn't like that back then, of course, in the 70s. Kevin Spacey was very good at finding out where the important people were. Where were they going to be? What were they doing? That's where he was. Wherever there was a showcase, Kevin was there. If there was a seminar, guess who was in the front row? Speeches, events, shows, reviews. Kevin was there. Reaching out to these people. He was burning images in people's minds. On himself. And not only that. Being an actor, you go to countless and countless auditions. And Kevin Spacey made a point to go to almost any audition he could to hone his acting audition skills. And although auditions can be excruciating, and Kevin, my friend, I gotcha. Auditioning in New York City is hard. You're up against many people and you got to stick out right you got to show your talent you got to show you you are selling yourself there are salespeople out there that have have a product that they're selling but they're also selling themselves all you salespeople out there am i right you have to believe in your product you have to love your product and then you also have to show confidence in order to sell that product. That's what being an actor is. Your talent is your product. And behind that is you. You walk into an audition, you got to show your talent, right? And if you're off that day, give a bad reading. You got to show them something else. You got to show just how nice you are and how much you could be worked with. How they can mold you. You got to kiss their ass. And Kevin Spacey was damn good at it. He even says that going into an audition, okay, they're seeing what you're putting on the table. If you're having a bad day and you come in and that's all you're worried about, oh my God, I got to pay the rent tomorrow. I got to get this job. That's what they see. Can't do that. You can't show the negative and be off. You got to put on that face. And Kevin Spacey had many faces. Kind of scary. But he used that in his auditions. He would go into an audition not worried about getting the role. He didn't worry about that. He just wanted to impress all those people on the other side of the table. They have their eyes on you for those three minutes or less. And you got to show them your stuff. Not worrying about getting the job, but just impressing them. Because he said, chances are, you're not going to get that role. You're up against so many people. But if you do something right in that audition, they're going to remember you. And they do. They're going to remember you for future projects. It's so important. And Kevin Spacey knew that. He was damn good at going into situations, whether they're auditions or seminars, lectures, showcases, all that stuff, reviews, everything. He was playing the game and playing it well. He was playing the role of being a successful actor. And one of the best stories I heard about him was he went to one certain I think it was a seminar. One of the many I'm sure he had on his list that week. He went, I'm going to this one. You know why? There was a producer that was the guest speaker at this certain seminar. And his name was Jonathan Miller. And Jonathan Miller was going to produce a play on Broadway. 
Kevin Spacey had his eye on this production. Mostly. Not only because it was on Broadway. That was a big deal, of course. But because he knew that his idol, Jack Lemmon, was going to be in this play. And how great that would be to act alongside his dearest idol. Because Kevin Fowler, young Kevin Fowler, before he was Spacey in high school, actually went to a seminar that Jack Lemmon gave in Los Angeles, like years before. And Jack Lemmon went up to young Kevin Fowler, put his arm around him, and told him how great of an actor he was back then. That stuck with Kevin. Not only did Kevin respect Jack Lemmon as an actor, but he was respecting the man. He put his arm around him, gave him confidence in this acting thing. And boy, would that be something else, to act alongside him in this play. So young Kevin Spacey did all he could that night to talk to Jonathan Miller, the producer of this play. He had to talk to him, right? But he's sitting down, listening in a lecture. There's probably hundreds of people there, hundreds. He had to find a way, and he did. Kevin found out that there was a cocktail party that would be later on after the seminar, but there was only a select few that had invitations to get into the cocktail party. Kevin knew about this. And guess what he did? He was like a little thief in the night. And it was at night, so that makes sense. Kevin explained that he was sitting next to some little old lady during the lecture and noticed that her invitation was coming out of her pocket or purse. And Kevin says that the old lady was sleeping during the seminar. Uh Uh-huh, sure, she was. (laughs) I really don't believe that. I just think Kevin Spacey stole her invitation. He reached down, had an opportunity there, and took it. And took the invitation. He stole some little old lady's invitation. Petty, yes. But is it? You're seeing the ambition drive of Kevin Spacey here, aren't you? Seeing that side of people. Would you do that? Would you steal some little old lady's invitation to get into see somebody about a job? You might. Me? I don't think I would. Maybe that's why I didn't do so well in New York. (laughs) I wasn't stealing stuff. I should have stole stuff. Although the one time, my buddy and I uh, were at a restaurant. And he's like, Jeff, I'm taking you out to dinner. I did a favor for him like a year before that. (laughs) And he kept promising me, dude, I'm going to pay you back. I'm like, don't worry about it. He finally took me out to dinner. He's like, I'm taking you out to eat. I'm like, all right. You're in New York City. We're broke, right? A free meal? I was like, oh, great. Well, we're eating. Done with the meal, right? Ready to pay our bill. Great. So this is what happened. My buddy said, I got to go to the bathroom. Got up, went to the bathroom. Five minutes went by. I'm like, damn it. Ten minutes went by. Wow. What the hell happened to him? So, got up, went to the men's room, like, I hope he's not dead. (laughs) Oh, he wasn't dead. He was gone. He fucking left. He dined and dashed that night. And so I'm standing, I'm like, and then, which was really funny, he was standing outside waiting for me. He's looking at me, he's like, let's go. (laughs) I thought he paid. I really did. So I walked out and we're walking down the street and he's like, you might want to start running. Like, why? He started running. So I chased after him. Three blocks later, he explains to me, we didn't pay for anything. Uh, We dined and dashed. I felt so bad about it. I don't steal. I'm not. I stole like one thing in my life. One. I stole a videotape back in like 1992. I stole the movie Speed out of, like, a convenience store. I felt like such a badass. I feel bad about that. Being a badass and stealing something. 
Well, Mr. Spacey stole something that night, an invitation. He got into the cocktail party. He did it. He felt pretty proud about it too, being a little thief. He had that invitation just flapping it around. (laughs) How important. And he went up to Jonathan Miller. I mean, that was the first thing he did. He had a goal, and that goal that night was to talk to this guy. He walked right up to him. He said, hi, my name is Kevin Spacey. I'm an actor. I love you. (laughs) So smooth. He was a smooth guy. Very smooth. Mr. Miller, I love you. I love your work. I think you're brilliant. Please, for the love of God, let me audition for your play. I know you got a play, ready to go on Broadway. I at least want an audition. Miller was impressed. I mean, who wouldn't be? This guy's got balls. And he got the audition. Miller thought, by God, I hope this kid has talent. And he does. Wouldn't you know it, he got the part. And he starred on Broadway with his idol, Jack Lemon. And Kevin says that Jack Lemon really did help him in not only becoming a great actor, but how to just be in the theater. And Jack Lemon was a gem of a man, one of the most approachable actors in the business of show. It's been documented, and it's been proven by other actors and actresses in the business. And Kevin Spacey was there. And obviously, the good nature that Jack Lemon have did not filter into Kevin. As a person, as an actor, it did. I think Kevin Spacey sucked all he could out of Jack Lemon in the acting sense, but not as a person. And we'll get into that in the next episode of The Actor's Room. I'm looking, and I'm uh, about an hour. So that's where we're going to stop. And we'll continue next week talking about his early career, his stage work, of course, his films, and dive deeper into the psyche of this man, this disturbed soul. I believe that. I believe that Kevin Spacey is disturbed. And that bothers me. He broke my heart. He really did. Did he break yours when you found out those things about him? It broke mine. And not just because he may be difficult to work with. They're actors that are difficult to work with, but they're brilliant and you kind of put up with that. But there's something else going on here or was going on with Kevin. It wasn't good. And it finally caught up to him. And thank God it did. He was becoming a tyrant within Hollywood. That's what I heard. He was becoming a tyrant on House of Cards. A very good show. I enjoyed that show. I enjoyed watching Kevin Spacey. His career is over. And it should be. I hope you enjoyed this show. This is the show, folks. We talk about important stuff. I'm not fake. What you hear from me is real. I don't beat around the bush. I present my feelings and I present them on this show. This is my platform. And I hope you like that about the show. That's me. I swear a lot. I apologize. Those of you who are... You know, disappointed in the fact that I swear sometimes. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to get better at that. I shouldn't swear that much. I let my emotions get the best of me, and I swear. uh, It comes out of me that way. I'm going to try to get better with that. I'm going to try to. But, like I said, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Actors Room, the first part of probably a three-parter. I don't like to do it, but... These people, some of them, deserve extra time. And I'm not making my show three hours long. I'm not doing it. I can't do it. My voice is really holding up today. 
It's great. I feel great. My sinuses feel great. I think I am getting another fucking kidney stone. And I just swore again. But the thought of a kidney stone being in my kidney, it's been about three years since I had a big kidney stone. Ah, man, I got that feeling. Oh, man. It started about two days ago. Right now, the kidney stone isn't moving, and I feel okay. It's when it moves. Things don't feel good. I just have to put up with these things. Get through it. I'll get through it. Oh, boy. Gosh. Those of you who have kidney stones out there, they suck, don't they? I mean, they really suck. My God, I feel sorry for those who have them a lot. I, I don't have them a lot. Every about three, four years, they come on. Like, I, I'll get little ones, and they pass pretty easily. Like, I, I know it. Like, I got a little one, and then they pass, I'm fine. And then you know, when a big one's coming, uh, I got a feeling. So, wish me luck. <laughs> Maybe with luck, I'll pass it within the next few weeks, and, you know, I'll be fine. But, hey... It is what it is. Thanks for support of this show. Uh, my numbers have been going up a little bit. I know. I'm getting responses on certain sites. I love it. Uh, I need more reviews on iTunes. I need five-star reviews on iTunes. I do. If you haven't done it yet, please do it. You have no idea how much that means to me. How much it means to the show. Giving a five-star review does help the show and it takes one minute or less (laughs) so go ahead and do that i hope you had a great day i hope you have a great evening i'm gonna go down i'm gonna watch some football got the uh, later game coming on it's probably on already actually i think it is yeah they might be in the second quarter right now so i'm gonna go watch that enjoy it i love my football it's a diversion And then after my football game, I'm going to watch a movie. I don't know which one yet. I will tell you what I have been watching. I've been watching Fargo, the TV show. I love it. I'm almost done with that. And then we started yesterday with the show called You. You. Y-O-U. It's like a thriller. This guy's a serial killer. It's kind of like Dexter. And that was one of my most favorite shows. One of my most favorite shows ever, Dexter. Michael C. Hall is brilliant. I hope you watch a good movie tonight. And if not, watch one tomorrow. And we will continue next week with part two of Kevin Spacey. Messed up stuff. I was going to say the F word, but I didn't. I'm getting better, folks. I might be swear word free. From here on out. Wouldn't that be amazing? And those of you who do like me to swear. Sorry. It might end. Doubtful. (laughs) Uh, um, Thanks again for listening. And uh, thanks again for supporting the show. Leave those comments. Leave those reviews. I don't want to end this show. Because I just love doing this podcast. I do. It makes me feel better. Like, if I'm feeling a little down, I look forward to doing this podcast. And the research I do can be difficult, especially going over the things that Kevin has done or things that have been done to him in the past. Okay, it's very upsetting. And um, I, I don't know, it, it bothers me. Um, but it, these things, I think, needed to be looked up because it further explains... What is the makeup of this man, Kevin? I mean, Kevin Spacey is a well-known person in the world. He just is. He's a big deal. And a lot of people were very upset and are still upset about what he did. We'll get into that. I'm going to talk about the allegations, when it started, uh, who was the big actor, Anthony Rapp, okay? He's not a big actor, but it was Anthony Rapp that put it all on the table. We'll, we'll get into that next week um, in the actor's room because we have to. 
um, in all of his connections within not only the business, but other people as well. I brought up the Clintons. I mentioned the Clintons. And though I made a joke about it halfway through my show, uh, the next episode, we're not going to joke about it. There's some things to, to discuss about that and look into. And our bubbles are small, like I've said in the past. But I think we have to open our eyes to the possibility of things that make you go, oh my God. And they do. It's very scary stuff. You'll be a little scared about what you hear in the future episodes about Kevin Spacey. I wish it didn't come to this. But these things happen. And we must take notice. Messed up stuff. Life is interesting, isn't it? When you really do your research on certain things and look into things. It's amazing. So tune in next week and the week after that about Kevin Spacey. Messed up stuff. Thanks again. God bless you. Have a good one.